you with the upper hand in your fantasy football leagues? Then you've come to the right place. To the right place. You're listening to the Upper Hand Fantasy Podcast. Now, here's your host, Faraz Sadiqi and Zach Rizzuto. All right, guys, we are live. Welcome back to the Upper Hand Fantasy Podcast. This is Faraz Sadiqi here with Zach Rizzuto. Uh, both of us <laughs> just got finished eating a, a big-ass meal. If you guys don't know, we, we're recording these podcasts at night now, like late at night, so that, you know, l- literally just for you guys. Like, it's not for us because uh, my wife, Zach's girlfriend, you oh, know, yeah. they're not the happiest, you know, that we made this decision, right? Because this is usually sexy time. You know, this is, this is what time it is. It's sexy time, okay, usually. And now we're going to be recording podcasts instead, okay? This is the most nerdy shit ever. Okay, look what look what we're replacing sex with fantasy football podcast. Okay, so this is this is you know we're making decisions here for you guys. Okay, don't get it twisted. Okay, right. uh, me, me, me and Zach just uh, we just we were just talking about our, our post workout meals. Well, I, I had a workout, and Zach Zach was Zach had a high protein workout, uh, a high protein meal with no workout. But yeah. but, but you got to get the gain somehow, right, Zach? It, it's called a recovery day, you know. You got to supplement on the days. Even when you don't work out, take it easy. You know what I'm saying? But yeah, we are men of the people here for us, I would say. You know, we're going to be doing these podcasts at night. <laughs> 100%, man. And, uh, you know, I texted Zach the other night and I was after we did the podcast. And I was like, Zach, man, I don't know, man. This is going to be, this is going to be, this is going to be interesting. We'll see how it goes. So, so far, yeah. we're, so far, we're dedicated. Uh, I, I, it's funny how I say it like that. So far, we're dedicated. Uh, yes. That doesn't, uh, it doesn't, it's not a ringing endorsement right there. But, this yeah. is day two, and this isn't even as far as we're going. <laughs> this is like our second right. episode this week. We're going to six episodes a week. This is going to be insane. Everybody listening is just like, oh, boy, these boys are not going to last. Not going to last. At now all. we have to. All right. Now we have to. <laughs> we, we, we have no choice. All right. Let's get into the news, Zach. All right. Travis Kelsey, obviously, that's the biggest news, right? Hyperextended knee, most likely out on Thursday night. Uh, he can be back in week two. By the way, he is questionable for the game. He hasn't been ruled out or anything. It, it, you know, they did mention some swelling. His brother, Jason, mentioned some swelling in his knee that could potentially go down. He could play. Most likely, though, I would say I would give it a 75% chance that he's not going to play in week one. Too much risk there, right? Just just, just keep him out. Yeah. Patrick Mahomes will probably still sling it with whatever he has left, and he'll get it done. He'll likely be back in week two, and then if he if he's not back in week two, most definitely week three. Okay, right. Um, you know, if if we're really gonna break this situation down, Zach, you know, we we will get there. Uh, you know, why don't I go through the news a little bit because uh, we want to break down this game. You know, this game is the highest scoring game on the slate. You know, for the entire yeah. weekend, but for week right. one, so we really want to get in depth uh, into this game. So we'll do that here in a second. Okay, um, but Joe Burrow. Uh, he's practicing in full. He said that he's going to be good to go. Terry McLaurin is practicing uh, as of Wednesday. So there's no word of whether – I, I, I want to check. Was he limited today, Zach? Did, did you did you see that? I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to check it right now. I think he was limited. I think that's what I let's saw. Let's see. Um, I, even – He's like, definitely say, at practice. I, yeah, I know he's at practice. I'd say he's definitely yep. limited. He was limited. It would yep, be hard not to be limited if it was turf toe. I wouldn't expect that type of turnaround him to just be full participant in practice. But they said, I think the wording was like he was responding well to 
you know, the work that he was given, that kind of thing. Yeah. I'm not sure. But um, yeah. So yeah, they're optimistic. Yeah. It, it is not good news camp. for him for sure. Right. Um, they're optimistic that he could play even if he does play. Um, usually we see a dip in performance with turf toe for at least two to three weeks. Um, so, but you know, as long as he doesn't have any setbacks, which sometimes turf toe, you can have setbacks. Okay. Just keep that in mind. If you drafted McLaurin, uh, or if you have Jahan Dotson, um, you know, this is a situation where I think Dotson does get a little bit of a bump, especially in week one, the matchup is right. oh so juicy. Okay. Against the Cardinals this week. Uh, so, you know, Jahan Dotson is somebody that I'm probably going to have in my lineup as like a low end wide receiver three with upside. Yeah. 100%. I mean, you talk about the matchup. It's not only the fact that, you know, the Cardinals are probably going to be very bad, <laughs> but also just the individual matchup. There's nobody to be scared of in the Cardinals secondary. You look at who they have. Jahan Dodson, too. I know you posted about this a couple of weeks ago. Was it two weeks ago? Yeah. The night of the Ravens game where Sam Howell just couldn't stop targeting Jahan Dodson when Terry McLaurin went out. So even if Terry McLaurin plays, right, there's a chance that he could be limited. Sam Howell's still going to be looking for Jahan Dotson anyway. I think every week it's going to be one of those situations where it could be Jahan Dotson or Terry McLaurin getting the targets, when even when both of them are healthy. So I think you look at Jahan Dotson, I, I like him as a start more than Terry McLaurin this week, I think, just because Terry McLaurin might be limited. I'm with you on that one. I would venture... Yeah, I think the upside would carry him into wide receiver two. I was going to say high wide receiver two, but I'm not sure I want to go there. <laughs> because you mean high game, wide receiver three, you mean? No, you you said high wide receiver three with upside. No, correct? I I I did I say that? I don't think I said that. I said did I say low high end? I, I, I meant um fringe wide receiver three. So like he would be did I say high wide receiver three? Let me see where I have him in my rankings. Um yeah, I, I forgot I thought where you I put said high wide receiver three. That might have been like me mishearing. So I, I had him I had him up there, and then it looks like Terry's gonna play. So I did bump him down. Just a little bit, actually. You know what? I have Dotson at Dotson. I have Dotson at wide receiver twenty-eight, uh, and I have McLaurin at wide receiver twenty-six on the week. So I am playing McLaurin over Dotson. He is the number one there, but I think it's going to be pretty close. And I wouldn't be surprised if Dotson outscores McLaurin this week at all, right? Because this is a good matchup all around. It's a good yeah. matchup. I don't think you can really go wrong. If you have either of these guys, you know, if you have both of them, chances are you don't, you probably don't draft two wide receivers from the same team, but if you do, you know, you, you can go and start whoever you want. I think both of them are going to be fine. Yeah, I don't think either of them are going to be a guy that puts up like six points this week, just by virtue of the matchup being that good. So you don't have to worry about it. I personally lean Dodson. It sounds like you lean McLaurin. I lean Dodson. Yeah, no, I I hear you. I mean, because with Dotson, it's like there's no worries there, right? It's like yeah. you know he's good to go. He he wants all the targets, and and we saw the we saw the um the the you know we saw we saw how we'll do it, man. We saw five straight targets, you know, to Dotson when McLaurin went out the game. So he he wants to get him the ball. There's no doubt about that. Now we're gonna get right. to the Seahawks matchups here in a second, uh, but I did want to mention that JSN uh they said that he's playing this week. Not something that we thought would happen. We thought he might be out a couple of weeks to start the year. Uh, they said that he was not going to go on the pup right a couple of weeks ago, uh, and now he's ready. He was back in the practice field, you know, like very soon after. I think it was like only ten days after surgery, and now he's back in practice and he is set to play week one. Yeah, crazy. That's crazy. What 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 youth can do, right? <laughs> I wasn't right? expecting this type of turnaround at all. 
I thought that he was going to miss a couple weeks even. You know, I think I saw a report somewhere that said like two or three weeks out was the expectation. You know, he could come back a little bit earlier. But for him to be starting week one, that's awesome. And that's all just good news for Geno Smith. You know, I, I think JSN playing just raises Geno Smith's ceiling that much more. It doesn't yeah. do so much for JSN. Like, I think he's on the same level as the other two wide receivers right now as far as what they can do on a weekly basis. It could be JSN one week. It could be Dick and DK Metcalf another week. It could be Tyler Lockett another week. But I think having that full complement of weapons right off the bat for Geno Smith, I mean, I think he's inside the top 10 for quarterback plays this week because you look at the Rams, who do they have on defense that's scaring you outside of Aaron Donald? They got rid of Jalen Ramsey, and Aaron Donald doesn't play cornerback. So <laughs> I think Geno Smith's going to pick him apart, and that's just that's all good for the receivers. But Geno Smith especially because he's going to have – He's going to be able to pick whoever he wants to throw to, and he's going to just distribute the ball. It's not going to matter if DK Metcalf's covered, go to JSN. If JSN's covered, go to Tyler Lockett. He's going to have all of his weapons. Geno Smith is like a screaming start for me. Yeah, I, I think Geno Smith is going to go off this week. So you have Akella Weatherspoon, Darion Kendrick, Kobe Durant. Yeah. Those are the starting corners for the Rams, okay, against this wide receiver trio. Like, are you kidding me? It's going to be bad, you know. Uh, Tyler yeah. Lockett, he he's a beast against zone coverage. He's still a beast against zone coverage, and the Rams play zone at the highest rate in the league. Uh, I'm expecting him to have a big game. Uh, all these wide receivers can do their thing. Obviously, even JSN could do his thing in Week One, coming off the injury. Um, I, I don't think they would let him play if he wasn't ready to play. Right, risk him getting worse. Right. Um, so but Geno Smith, man, <laughs> Geno Smith's going to go off this week. Uh, if you drafted him late, like I just did. In the I know. 13th round, whatever yeah, it was. You were screaming so about that one. You were very I was, happy, I, I was happy because if, if it wasn't <laughs> Gino, I, I would have had to like go all the way down just like Sam Howell or something, right? But, but uh, this is the Sam Howell podcast pretty much. So like, would you have been much. that upset? Really? Uh, that's true. <laughs> I don't that's think true. so. That's true. But uh, I, I think Gino Smith's going get, to get off to a hot start here, man. I really do. Yeah. Um, now, I did want to – there were a couple of other injuries I wanted to hit on. Um, for the Panthers, a couple of wide receivers. Adam Thielen was limited in practice today with an ankle injury. A limited on a Wednesday. I'm not too worried about that. Hopefully, it's not too serious. But DJ Shark did not practice, uh, so that's that's something to monitor. Uh, right now, the only yeah. wide receiver practicing in full for them uh, is Jonathan Mingo. And Terrence Marshall also limited with that back injury. Uh, so something to keep in mind. It seems like the wide receiver to play this week is Thielen, and we'll talk about that in a second because I do like his matchup. Uh, yeah. Actually, why don't I just talk about it right now? We're going all over the place in this in this yeah. podcast, guys. Uh, next week, <laughs> next week, guys, like we're gonna really get into a rhythm. Okay, okay, we're starting on Sunday night. We're recording Sunday night, Monday night, Tuesday night, Wednesday night, Thursday night. Okay, and those podcasts will be out Monday morning, Tuesday morning, Wednesday morning, Thursday and Friday morning for you guys. Uh, you know, and and each of those episodes, they're gonna be the same episode every single week on that particular day. Okay, so you're gonna get the same stuff. You'll kind of get into a rhythm with us. The reason why we didn't do five days this week is be really because like you guys kind of know who you're starting for the most part, right? It's really the fringe yeah. guys that you have a lot of questions about. A lot of the questions that I've gotten were about fringe guys, right? And um, you know, we're gonna get into a spot where now matchups matter more. Uh, you know, in week one, do matchups really matter that much? I don't no. think so. You're going to play your guys. Um, also, you know, understanding what these defenses did last year, uh, it matters if you really look deep. But if you just look yeah. at the surface level and see like, oh, this team was really good against the run, like you can't really do that from year to year. 
Okay. So we're going to start getting some data and we're really going to be looking into that. And also even after week seven, week eight, and when we have some data matchups play a factor, but there are other things that matter more than matchup. And I think I would argue that matchup is important, but not nearly as important as all those other factors. And we'll get into all that stuff as the season goes on. So you guys will understand what we're talking about there. Okay. Um, but just real quick, just, just going back to Adam Thielen. Uh, I had some notes on him. So he's limited with the ankle injury, right? Adam Thielen's Adam Thielen, you know, practiced on limited basis, but I'm hoping that he's fine this week. He's going up against Mike Hughes out of the slot. Okay. Uh, in Atlanta. I like that. He gave up a ton of fantasy points last year per route run against him. Uh, Atlanta plays zone, played zone at a high rate last year. We'll see what they do this year because they did change their offensive. Co- uh, I'm sorry, they did change their defensive coordinator. Uh, but Thielen out of the slot, it would make sense for Thielen to just be the primary target for Bryce Young, uh, just like he was in this last preseason game, right? I mentioned DJ Shark still not practicing, so there's a good chance that Thielen gets a high target share in this game and comes through. Uh, I did see that you drafted your boy Adam Dillon in the draft that we just had. So he's always that yeah. nice little depth option that you can add later on, you know, if you need it. It wasn't in the most ideal circumstances I added him. You know, I talked about the draft. I had a great draft to start. The first four rounds were impeccable, but, you know, that's usually how it goes in the first four rounds. And then it all fell apart. And j- Adam Thielen, I think that's the receiver I'm most confident in, which is a problem because I think I took him in the ninth round. You don't want your ninth round receiver to be the guy you're most confident in outside of the top two. And just to add a little salt to the wound, I realize that my top four wide receivers in that draft have a bye in week seven. So I'm going to be screwed in that week. I don't know what I'm going to do because I'm not going to have any pass catchers. Hey, man, like, at, at least you expect it. At least you know you're yeah. going to take the L. That's, you know that's the week I'm going to lose. Like, just, just prepare for the L. Now. Just prepare yeah. for the L right now. Yeah. Um, but Adam Thielen. I got, Calvin, I got Calvin Ridley in that draft, though. In the sixth yeah, round, um, and no, no, you got Calvin Ridley. No, I'm, I'm sorry, Jerry Judy. What, what am I, I was going to say? I, I, no, Calvin Ridley was. I think I, I took Calvin Ridley super early, a uh, late yeah. second round, because um, right. all my guys were taken before that. But Jerry mm-hmm. Judy in the sixth round, um, a couple picks after I took Jonathan Taylor in the fifth round. I threw Jonathan Taylor on IR, uh, then picked up a player. But uh, I think JT yeah. in the fifth is is reasonable, um, and I think Jerry Judy. And the reason why I mentioned Jerry Drew, the reason why I bring it up um, is because he practiced today uh, in a limited fashion, which is which was kind of surprising. Uh, mm-hmm. And I did see that report right before I, I hit the draft button um, because I was a little bit you know worried about that hamstring injury. Now, these injuries are tricky. I think it's still a risk even in the sixth round, to be honest with you. But the upside is there with Judy if yeah. he can stay healthy. So. There is a possibility that he plays this week. I hope he does not <laughs> play this week, to be <laughs> honest with you, uh, because you don't want that thing to get re-aggravated. He did have a sleeve on his leg. So you you, you kind of want to take that a little bit slow to make sure that he's 100% when he's back. But him being in, if you drafted Judy, you probably got him at a discount over the last several days, over the last week or so. If you did, this is good news for him. Just hope that they don't rush him back. Right, 100%. And I wasn't expecting him to come back either. I also don't want him to play, you know, because speaking of hamstring injuries, you know, you want to talk about re-aggravations, Cooper Cup also, mm-hmm. you know, that's a, that's big news right there. We're going all over the place with this podcast. How do we get from Adam Thielen and Jerry Judy to Cooper Cup? Anyway, let's go back to Adam Thielen, right, <laughs> quickly. 
and then we'll hit Cooper Cup. So Adam Thielen, <laughs> I've said it the whole offseason. He's a veteran presence. Bryce Young's going to rely on him. If DJ Chark isn't playing, Jonathan Mingo, he's good. You know, he's talented, but I don't know if he's going to be the target leader with Adam Thielen there in Carolina. It's a pretty good matchup, like you said, against Atlanta. This is one of the lowest scoring projection games, which makes sense because you have Desmond Ritter and Bryce Young at quarterback. But I think we could see some more scoring than what they're projecting. I, I, I forget what the spread, not the spread, the uh, over-under is on this for points. It is... I'm pretty sure it's like, like 41. It's 39 and a half. Very, very yeah. low. I just kind of feel like that's low. I mean, look look at the first... I, I look at the Falcons. They have plenty of playmakers. And then you look at the Panthers. I think they can get it done on offense. I don't think Bryce Young is just going to be a dud. I think that feels a little bit low. I think we could see more points than we think in this game. So I, I think Adam Thielen, you know, if I had to guess, if Bryce Young's throwing a touchdown on anybody, it's going to be Thielen. So I, I like Thielen's floor this week. But then I yeah. I am choosing the Falcons. You know, I'm taking the spread three and a half. They're playing at home. I just feel like the Falcons are going to destroy them. I really do. That's interesting. That's, uh, that, yeah, that would be my pick because I just think that the the Panthers just don't have that much on offense. The defense is okay, not great. The offense, the uh, Falcons' offensive line is just going to mangle them. They have some playmakers there. I, I just think that it's just not going to be a good matchup for them. Now, if these wide receivers are healthy, Chark and Thielen and these guys, then I think it becomes a little bit closer. But if this yeah. is in Carolina, maybe I could see it. But I don't know. I don't know. I kind of that's see the case. This. Say that yeah. scenario plays out. Could it be negative game script for the Panthers? Suddenly Bryce Young throwing a bunch of, of passes. So, so I, I, Thielen, I, I, that's I, where I think like Adam Thielen, the volume's going to be there regardless of how this game goes. <laughs> you know, it's funny. I have a, a super flex league where I have to choose between Bryce Young and Desmond Ritter as my QB two. So it's a really, really shitty situation. Uh, yeah. If you guys haven't figured that out already, so uh, <laughs> good luck to me making that decision. I have Desmond Ritter in right now. That's uh, what we'll I see. would go with. I mean, I just. Just look at the tools on offense. That's kind of how I see it. Yeah. I think, I think that's Default. the way to go. Anyway. And he actually didn't look bad in the preseason. He, he just had that one pick that was a tip. So it's like... Yeah. yeah, yeah. His accuracy is just... Uh, I'm, I'm a little scared. I'm a little scared. All He's right, played anyway. four games in his career. <laughs> it's true. It's true. It's true. Um, yeah. All right. Anyway, uh, are there any other... Oh, so Cooper Cup happened today. Yes. Right. We, we, that's an important thing to talk about. That I didn't have on my notes because it happened later. Um, and I tend to forget things. Cooper Cup, man, like so you know, you draft whether you so if you drafted him early, this 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 kind of sucks, right? Because you probably draft him at the one, <laughs> one two, one three, one four. You know, you draft him pretty pretty early as a top, you know, top half of the first round, right? If you drafted him in the last week, you know, you probably got a better deal where you got him in the second, maybe. Right, a little bit easier to bear there. He's going to miss week one for sure. There's a chance he goes on IR, okay, which means he'll miss even more games. This is not a good situation. Um, he's 30 years old, the hamstring injuries like this is not good. I'm hoping yeah. that he can come back. Now, if you have him, just look at it this way you got him in the second round, you paired him with a really good wide receiver or running back. If he does end up coming back, you know, you, you have a potential league winning duo trio depending on who you took in the third round right so you took calvin really in the third you go now you have calvin really cooper cup 
and whoever you took in the first, you have Jameer Gibbs, Cooper Cup, and whoever you took whoever you took in the first. You know, so this could work out, but you're gonna have to make some moves. It doesn't mean that it's over for you. You got to make some moves. You got to figure things out. Don't think your season's over. Okay, um, this is a situation where you want to do whatever you can to put your team in position so that when Cooper Cup does does come back, you absolutely kill it. All right, yeah. that's what you got to do. All right, last year, this is not the same, but I had Keenan Allen out of the lineup for the first eight or nine weeks of the season. It's close. Okay? I was scratching and clawing, okay? And then he came back to be the, what, overall, what what was it, wide receiver three? He was the, the overall wide receiver three points per game the last, I think it was seven or eight weeks, which was basically the rest, of the, the rest of the way, right? So I put myself yeah. in position, made the wild card, and I won the championship, okay? So, and that was with Keenan Allen. <laughs> so, okay. Flex. So Cooper Cup can do the same thing for you, even even at a better because Cooper Cup is 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 his definition is a league winning wide receiver, right? So yeah. put yourself in position for that to happen. Okay. Yeah. Um. So what I I'm sorry. What I wanted to say from that was like now that all with all that being said, Zach, you know, is, is this offense going to take enough of a hit where you're not interested in anybody, or are you willing to start a couple guys on this offense? Van Jefferson and Tyler Higby. Tyler Higby is my guy because Cooper Cup is out. We talked about this plenty over the past like week. Ever since it's been on the radar that Cooper Cup commits time, it's been, okay, look at Tyler Higby now because he had 100 targets last year. And that was with Cooper Cup on, on the field for most of the year. I'm just going to say on Cooper Cup right now, you say he's 30 years old. Yes, he's 30 years old. He's had three, technically three, injuries since he's come off the field. You know, he had the – it was a high-angle sprain, I think it was. Yep. He came mm-hmm. off the field. Then he had the hamstring injury, and now the reaggravation, All in under a year at 30 and years he had old. The, he had the, and he, he ended up having the tightrope surgery, too, um, after the high-angle sprain, too. So, right. so that's something to note, too. And also the hamstring injury after that. A lot, this is something – this is a trend that a lot of players have seen with after that surgery. Right. Is is that not a little bit concerning? Like, is there a chance that Cooper Cup comes back and isn't, you know, he might not. I'm not saying he's going to be bad, but it, is there a chance he comes back and he isn't the receiver that we know and love? You know, I think I, that. I, I, I don't think so. Really? I don't think so. Yeah, I would push back hard on that. If he's playing, right. if he's playing, he's going to be a top three receiver. The, tar- top the target volume will be there. Yeah, at the at the very least, because uh, he's still in the same scheme, you know, you know, at thirty, you know, receivers don't, you know, fall off like that. And I don't think if he's not hurt, I think he's going to be that dude. Um, it's just a matter of him coming back, you know. So yeah. if he's playing, you know, especially it, it especially receivers tend to have a little bit of a longer career, you know. Um, yeah. they're not taking as much punishment, etc. Um, you know, they just they just you know, they can make it to 32, 33 sometimes. So I'm not overly worried here. Um, if I could, you know, if if the person in your league with Cooper Cup ends up losing their first, like, three games and Cooper Cup's still not back, I'll probably make an offer that they yeah. can't refuse, you know, <laughs> just because it's kind of like a league-winning move. Is it risky? Hell yeah, it's risky, for sure. It could be a league-losing move, too, depending on who you give up. Um but sometimes you risk it for the biscuit, you know, depending yeah. on what that move is, depending on how desperate they get. Because sometimes people just don't want to deal with players and 
they ended up, you know, moving on, you know? So, yeah. um, but like, I think Tyler Higby, you know, good call on him. He had the third highest target share only behind Travis Kelsey and Mark Andrews last year. So, you know, that's something to note. Um, I think when you look beyond this team, you know, a lot of people might be starting Cam Akers. Sure. That's fine. Whatever you were going to, you know, start him or not start him anyway. Um, Puka Nakua is somebody that, you know, a deep player that you want to potentially, you know, look at, you know, 14 team leagues. He's somebody that's on the waiver wire. You might want to pick him up. Okay. Cause he's somebody that I really like a lot at the senior bowl. He could see, he would probably be in the starting lineup. You know, I said this when he was drafted by the Rams. Yeah. I said the day after he was drafted by the Rams, I said, he is going to be on the field in three wide receiver sets. And now, <laughs> It might have taken a Cooper Cup injury for that to happen, but it looks like it's going to happen. I, I still don't believe that Tutu Atwell was going to play more than Puka Nakua, even if Cooper Cup was playing. Okay, I really no. don't believe that. No. Like I really Tutu Atwell. Okay, yeah, he's been in the league a little bit, a little bit, and he's a one-trick pony. You know, he he's not. He's not what Puka Nakua can be for this offense. Yeah, yeah. so like I, I just think that yeah, but the draft him so high too, right? It's like I, I didn't really understand that anyway. But like the thing is, I like Puka. He's something you should, you should pay attention to. Van Jefferson, I look at him as like a low end wide receiver three. Um, he's never been somebody to command a high target share, even when when the main guys miss. We have a sample, we have a good sample size of that. So I'm not really overly, uh, you know, trying to get him in my lineup or anything like that. Trying to pick him up. If I have guys that I know I'm going to start this week, like I'm not overly doing it for Van Jefferson. Okay. Yeah. Higby, I can understand. Okay. Mm-hmm. High so, right participation, high target share, all that. I think Higby is going to check all the boxes. So, yeah, like like you said with Cooper Cup, where do you draw the line? Like you said, if uh, somebody who has Cooper Cup gets desperate and you want to make an offer for them, say you have Cooper Cup, where do okay. you draw the line where you think, okay, maybe I need to move him? You know, yeah, if you if, go 0 if, and 2, 0 I'm, and 3, I'm in the, 0 and 4. I'm, in the, same, I'm in, in the same scenario. If I'm 0 and 3, I'm making a move, especially if I think that he's not going to come back for another like week or two. Yeah. That, I, I, that's I, don't, I, can, I can't afford to go like 0 and 4. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like if you can go 1 and 2, assuming he's out that long, if you can go 1 and 2, yeah. like you, there's no reason to cut your if, losses. Just and if I know easy. he's back, if I know he's back in week four, I'm. I'm not doing anything. I'm going to keep them. I'm going to play them, and then go from there. If I'm three now, and then the, the guy with Cooper Cup is zero and three, like I'm, I'm trying to get Cooper Cup. Yeah, you know, that's just if how it's put on. Yeah, if he gets put on IR, are you making an offer pretty much today? Like, okay, obviously it wouldn't be today, but like if no, he goes on IR no, tomorrow, are you making? I'm not, an offer? I'm not. No, I'm not because I think there's a lot of blind optimism before week one. You know. Yeah, and I don't. You know, I, I'll I'll make an offer, but it, it'll be a pretty low ball type of offer, and I think those offers won't get accepted today. It, right. You know, I, I would assume I that. wouldn't take a low ball offer on Cooper Cup either. Exactly. And I actually have but that in my notes here. If you're, I said, if you're desperate, then you might. But that desperation doesn't come until you have a few losses on on the board. Yep. Like he's a hold right now. If you draft him, mm-hmm. you don't have to worry about moving him. You could target him if you're in a good spot, but you know it's still only week one. You're gonna yeah. know more about your situation in a couple of weeks. And sometimes you, the, the guys gonna look at their roster and like you know they're zero and three. And then you give them like a you know a wide receiver, a low end wide receiver two. You know you give them like a Drake London, and then yep. you give them like a I don't know. Let's see, a, let's say a Cam Akers, right? Uh, let's say by then he's like a solid running back two or something. 
you throw yep. that over, you're like, hey, this is going to help you right here because they're actually missing an RB2 also. And they're like, man, yep. this is kind of nice right now. You know, you never know. You never know. Right now, that sounds like a ridiculously low ball offer, but in two, in three weeks, <laughs> it might it not. Yeah. You know, it might not. Anyway, all right, let's move on. Was there any other injuries that I needed to talk about? I think that was that was what I had. It. Yeah, there okay. wasn't a whole okay, lot. Good. All right, let, let's let's move on to. I want to talk about this game, man. Let's talk about this game. Chiefs Lions on Thursday night as the opener. Okay. Uh, the Fantasy Life Game Hub is showing a 52.5 total on this game, the highest of the week to kick things off. What are you looking at in this game, man? Like, are you are you looking at... Uh, first, I want to know how you think this game is going to roll in terms of, like, the game flow. Chiefs go up, stays even most of the time. Let's assume Travis Kelsey is out. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Is Travis Kelsey yeah. playing or not? If, if Travis Kelsey isn't playing, like, I'm not going to bet against Patrick Mahomes. He's gotten it done plenty of times with less than average weapons. I don't want to call his weapons less than average, but we know Kadarius Tony. I don't know if he's going to be 100% coming in in this game. That kind of worries me. Sky Moore, he's going to be coming out of the slot, but is he going to be able to carry the Chiefs offense? I don't know. So for me, I think this is actually going to be maybe a lower scoring game than we expect. Obviously, the total's there. It's way up high. But if the Chiefs are firing on like 75%, 80%, that's enough for the Lions to keep things on the ground, and it won't be a runaway shootout type game. The Lions are built to run the ball and control the clock, where the Chiefs just throw it, throw it, throw it. That's the way it's been. So I, I think if you look at this game without Travis Kelsey, that's a huge bonus for the Lions, and that can let play into their hand a little bit. They can take control of the clock, run the clock down a little bit. I think we're looking at a competitive game but I'm not so sure it's going to have as many fireworks as another game on the schedule, which we're going to be talking about here soon in a minute. So yeah. this is maybe my second favorite game, you know, in terms of what I expect in terms of fancy to come out of it. But obviously this is going to be a good game regardless. If I had to pick somebody to perform the, the highest performer in this game out, out of both teams, Dare I say Jameer Gibbs? <laughs> it might be a little bold. Oh, my goodness. But look at it this way. Who on the Chiefs? I mean, obviously, I'm going to exclude quarterbacks from this because Patrick Mahomes is Patrick Mahomes. But if you want to talk about running backs and wide receivers, highest scoring player in this game, could it be Jameer Gibbs? I don't think it can be out of the question. Probably, it's probably going to be Amon Ra. But, yeah, I could see. I could totally see Jameer Gibbs. Amon Ra is an easy answer. You, you know what I mean? Like the way they've answer, been t- but it's the right answer. Okay, but the way they've been talking about Jameer Gibbs, and this is the problem with having these discussions in week one where it's like we haven't Dan, seen anything. Dan, it's all the problem, like uh, Dan Campbell was just talking about not seeing the full version of Jameer Gibbs in week one. But I, I still think he's going to do good, but is he going to be the number one scorer? What What are the odds that I should give you for Jameer Gibbs being the number one scorer? The is odds like, as in? Is it plus, is plus odds, right? Like plus, yeah. like plus 100? It's going to be with plus like, odds. I'm going to say Amon Ra maybe at like minus 100. Like he's like the favorite here. Yeah. Like is that is that kind of okay? I think that makes sense then. Okay. So yeah, I'll take plus. If you're going to say if you're going to give me plus odds that Jameer Gibbs is the highest scoring running back here, sure. Oh, I, highest scoring flex player? player. Flex player. Yeah. Not necessarily quarterback. You know, flex would be quarterback. Yeah, not not flex would be running back, wide receiver, tight end. Yeah. Now, if we. 
I, I want to talk about like all all of these players here, and you know, I think it's it's interesting because when if you're talking about Travis Kelsey not playing, not now, how does it play out for the Chiefs now? Right, I think right. the Chiefs wide receiver to consider is Sky Moore. Right, it's pretty clear he's going to be the wide receiver on the field. But Kadarius Tony has been the Chiefs wide receiver that they've been touting. Right during this offseason, potentially being their wide receiver one, uh, I was like uh, kind of in on it. I was like, okay, this is uh, I, I can see it. I wasn't drafting him a whole lot in best ball either, but he just can't stay healthy, man. Like the word is that he'll be on a snap count in this game. Okay, but twenty three percent targets per route run last year, according to Fantasy Life data profiles. Okay, that has to keep you somewhat interested. Okay, but he's not going to be full time in this game. So if I'm choosing between him and Sky Moore. It's going to be Sky Moore for this week. Okay, he'll be on the field way more. He could see near a full route participation, depending, you know, if he stays on the field for some two wide receiver sets, which we did see a little bit of towards the end of the preseason with the starters. Brett Veach, their GM, has already come out and said that Justin Ross and Rashi Rice will start the season as rotational players. So they're not in play for me, right, in season no. long. Okay. Um, so I have Sky as my wide receiver 39 on the week. Okay, that's pretty high, you know, from where he's being drafted. And that would make him a flex play on Thursday night, and you know, with a little bit of upside if Kelsey can't play. The other guys, yeah. the other guy, the sneaky guy, and I know that people talk about Noah Gray, and I'm sure that, that, that's fine. But, and we'll talk about that in a second. But, like, the other guy I think who's going to benefit here is Jarek McKinnon, right? Like, if Kelsey's out, his role doesn't change, you know? Um, you know, I, I really don't trust Isaiah Pacheco, right? Given the use we, that yeah, he had, had in the preseason, you know, can he return, you know, to be the back that he was like late in the year after CEH's injury, you know, kind of paved the way for him to kind of take over that role, maybe, right? But I was already low on Pacheco going into the year. Uh, and then Jared McKinnon now, he's the clear third down back, the clear passing down back now, right? His role doesn't change at all. So I actually think he's a little bit of a flex now in PPR on Thursday night if Kelsey can't play because who else is Patrick Mahomes throwing the ball to? You got Sky Moore, Kadarius Tony on limited snaps. I think Jerick McKinnon's up next, dude. <laughs> He's got to be, pretty much. I mean, if you remember that stretch of games last year where he was just scoring all those touchdowns, he wasn't, like, I mean, he was catching passes out of the backfield, but he was catching passes downfield too. He had a couple long touchdowns. So it's like, Jerick McKinnon's been in this offense. He knows how it works. He's familiar. Patrick Mahomes is familiar with him. I think you're 100% right when you lay out the receivers here in Kansas City. Like, it's going to be Sky Moore and then who else? I don't trust Kadarius Tony either. I don't think that he's going to have enough snaps to be relevant. Could he score a touchdown? Maybe. Could he have a touchdown like he had in the Super Bowl where it's just like a quick in and out at the goal line? Maybe. But if you want to talk about consistent work, like there's, like you just mentioned, there's two players who could get that in the receiving game at least, and that's Sky Moore. And Jarek McKinnon. So I, I agree. Jarek McKinnon is suddenly a flex play now. If Travis Kelsey were playing, I mean, we're talking about Travis Kelsey being the guy and then Sky Moore being potential play. I would still have, I think, Sky Moore over Kadarius Tony, even if Travis Kelsey played, but I'm not expecting, I'm not expecting Kelsey to play. So I agree with everything that you laid out. <laughs> now, if you have Kelsey and he doesn't suit up, Right, like yes, like his backup Noah Gray is an option, but you don't necessarily have to make that decision on Thursday night, right? Like maybe your opponent has some Thursday night players, maybe they shit the bed, and now you have a more informed decision 
And like, do you really want to drop one of your like key bench players that you want to stash? You know, that you really and you don't really, you don't really want to pick up another tight end, right? When you know Kelsey right. will probably play next week, right? Like if you think you still can beat your opponent this week, like maybe you wait until Sunday, right? See how that plays out. And then you might not even have to pick up a tight end. And if you do, then maybe you pick up Jake Ferguson for Sunday night, right? Or you play you yep. pick up Tyler Conklin for Monday night, right? Like if you There's don't want to buzz around him. Tyler Conklin, right? Yes. Apparently. Apparently Aaron Rodgers likes him. So we'll see how that works out. Now, you know, there, there's other guys in the waiver wire. If you don't want to wait or anything like that, you want to just, like, put your best foot forward. Jawan Johnson, Luke Musgrave, those would be some top two options. We mentioned – oh, I don't even know if we mentioned, but Christian Watson, he, has, he, he was not practicing today because of a hamstring injury. Okay? Same thing with his boy, Romeo Dubs. Hamstring injury didn't practice today. I don't know how serious – Christian Watson's is we know that Dubs already had that hamstring injury that's why he missed the last preseason game but Watson this is something new that we just found out about today we'll see if that's serious we'll see if he practices tomorrow but if he doesn't Luke Musgrave becomes a lot more interesting right yeah. you got Gerald Everett you know I mentioned Jake Ferguson Hunter Henry uh, Hayden Hurst Noah Fant a few guys you can pick up but why pick up those guys we can just wait on guys like Jake Ferguson and Tyler Conklin right yeah um, now I think Noah Gray is solid but who knows what kind of route participation he's going to get with Kelsey missing time. Right? We just don't have that data. We don't have the sample size. Um, I right. think he's a pretty good tight end when given opportunity. We just don't know how much of him we'll actually see. Yeah. Uh, there's no reason to go one for one, I think, with Travis Kelsey and Noah Gray. It's not like you're going right. to plug in Noah Gray and get anything close. You have a much better chance of getting production closer to what Travis Kelsey would have given you going away from Noah Gray. That's, that's what I will say. Because... The talent isn't there just like Travis Kelsey has, but also the opportunity, it's it's not necessarily going to be tailored towards him. Like Travis Kelsey, he's not going to fill Noah Gray a Travis Kelsey size hole. And no one's expecting him to. Patrick Mahomes isn't expecting him to. He's going to go other places with the ball. So I think if you're looking to replace Travis Kelsey, I Jake Ferguson's one of the guys that I was going to talk about when we got to that game. Um, because he's got a pretty good matchup. Well, we're not getting to that game, so uh, why don't you talk about him right now? <laughs> all right, I'll just go. go it, I'll just go. It, we're all over the place on this podcast. It's awesome. But anyway, yeah, I, I think he's worth a look against the Giants. You know, he's going to be matching up against pretty much nobody's in the middle of the field on the Giants. You look at Brandon Cooks, he's going to be dealing with Adoree Jackson on the outside. CD Land's going to be blowing things up from the slot. I mean, who's oh, yeah. going to be realistically covering Jake Ferguson? We know Dak Prescott loves his tight ends. The fact that Jake Ferguson's going undrafted in some drafts, you know, you could get him on the waivers. He's super undervalued right now. And I was a Luke Schoonmaker guy early in the offseason. I mean, that was way long ago. But you've been on Jake Ferguson a while this whole time. I, I think you look at this, it's a relatively high-scoring game. I think it's the fourth-highest implied total. The Cowboys have played very well against the Giants in the past five, six years with Dak Prescott at quarterback. So if you want to stream somebody to replace Travis Kelsey – I think Jake Ferguson is your guy, 100%. You know, um, the, the the Giants have been getting a lot of buzz, obviously, this offseason, and rightfully so. You know, I think they're going to be a good team, but I think they're going to have a tough time against the Cowboys week one. I think they I are. I do too. Honestly. I, mean, I could talk about that yeah. for a while. But. <laughs> yes, you can. Yes, you can. Yeah. Now, Going back to the, the Chiefs Lions game real quick, like I do have you mentioned Jimmy Gibbs. I do have him as a top ten running back this week, right? Um yep. so I, I think David Montgomery is a great play as well. 
Chris Jones probably isn't playing. Okay, nope. because of the contract dispute. Okay, so I have Montgomery as a low end RB two this week. You know, this matchup becomes way easier with Chris Jones off the field. Okay, yeah. so both these guys are going to do their thing. I, th- I have him as a low end RB two. Is Montgomery somebody like you think that has to be in your lineup for, for the for this matchup? No, I don't think this. I don't think Montgomery's a priority play like Jameer Gibbs would be. You know, I think Montgomery's a perfectly fine play. Like if you have nobody else at running back, you know, if you need him as an RB two, I think you can get away with it. He's going to be a low end RB two if anything. Um, but I, ideally, like I don't even like starting him at flex because I like using upside players in my flex. David Montgomery isn't that. So for me, I think he's not really a priority play for me. Jameer Gibbs is the play. I don't want to completely write him off, but you'd have to be pretty thin. At least I would have to be pretty thin at running back to throw him in over other running backs that you might have on your roster already. Hopefully you drafted him. David Montgomery or Cam Akers this week? I think I would go with Montgomery just because I think the Seahawks are going to run away from from the Rams. And there's not going to be a reason for the Rams to be handing the ball off a lot. And that's where Cam Montgomery or Kenneth Walker. I think I would go with Kenneth Walker. Montgomery or Damian Pierce. Pierce. And that one isn't close because I think Pierce is going to be the guy for the Texans, even though Devin Singletary is there. Montgomery or Raheem Mostert. Okay, there I think I'm going to go with Montgomery. (laughs) <laughs> I don't know how much I trust Raheem Mostert. I think it's going to be a shootout between you know Dolphins and Chargers. It's going to be pass-first type of game script. I don't think there's going to be that much usage for Raheem Mostert. Unless he rips off one for a long touchdown, I could see like 13 carries for 40-some yards from him. You know, so I, I think Dave Montgomery has a much better potential than Raheem Mostert this week. I'm going Mostert. Interesting. Colonel, right. Colonel, Colonel Mustard. Is going off this week. Uh, I have Jared Goff as my QB 12 this week, so he's definitely in the cards to be startable, especially in a game where the Lions could be chasing points, right? Four and a half point underdogs in this one. I think they are, yeah, they were six point underdogs. Now they're four and a half point underdogs. Um, I think Amon Ra is going to feast. I have him as a top five wide receiver this week. So, you know, you got Gibbs, you got him. Uh, Sam Laporta has a chance of making an impact week one. We'll see how involved he is to start off his career. On prime time, uh, I do think Laporta is a solid replacement if you happen to have him and Kelsey, and Kelsey right. cannot go. Okay, um, I do like Laporta more than a lot of the options that I mentioned earlier. He's not available on most waiver wires, that's why I didn't mention him. But apparently, he's an option for a lot of people because I had a ton of Laporta questions um, for people who have Travis Kelsey. Uh, if I drafted Kelsey personally, I would not have had any of these guys. Right. I would have had. I would have had, I wouldn't have Kincaid. I wouldn't have Laporta. I wouldn't have, have have had any unless they fell really far in the draft where they're the best players available. Um, but in most leagues, competitive leagues, they they they're not available. Um, That's the problem that Travis Kelsey managers have is that they've never been in this situation before. <laughs> if I'm mistaken, if I'm not mistaken, he hasn't missed a game to injury since 2013. So it's like. This is uncharted territory because usually you just draft Travis Kelsey and that's it for the season. You don't even have to worry exactly. about it. So they're getting hit early this season. By the way, guys, you can catch my rankings on patreon.com slash upperhand fantasy. The rankings are up there for this week. One already positional flex, super flex. It's all there. Um, it's it's up on spreadsheets right now. Okay. Because we're doing a website. Uh, we're basically revamp, revamping our entire website. It's going to be awesome. It's going to be so yeah. good. 
Uh, I cannot wait. Um, so that that domain transfer is literally happening right now. So, uh, but you know, everything you need is all up on Patreon. Uh, on on the website itself so you can go to that uh, patreon.com slash upper hand fantasy uh if you need start set advice or wherever why advice with me personally you have some options available on as well okay so something you might want to take advantage of going into week one let's talk about the other matchup that we really like zach dolphins chargers no jeff wilson okay this is going to be a passing bonanza i think uh second highest game total of the week at 51 points uh could be the highest game Highest point total, you know, given that Travis Kelsey's not playing. I think that makes a difference. A couple points, right? Yeah. Uh, Chargers at home favored by three, which basically means it's a pick em. Okay. Uh, the Chargers <laughs> will likely have one of the most pass-heavy offenses and pa- fastest offenses in the NFL this year. Yep. So the overall pace of this game is going to be there. Okay, this is, you know, this one will be a pass first game script throughout. Okay. Miami also passes the ball a decent amount over expectation. Okay, so just like the this is like the perfect offensive matchup. This is what you want to see. Now, yeah, we 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 had this matchup late last year. It wasn't as it wasn't as didn't have the fireworks, but you know this is after the whole Tua thing, and you know this is a little bit different. Okay, um, so you know one thing I want to say is that if I have a player between this game and another game, and I'm trying to decide between these two players, you know potentially the other one in a low scoring game. Like, pick the player in this game, right? For example, I think Mike Williams, you know, is on the fringe of a lot of lineups in week one, right? And I think he should be in lineups simply because, number one, this game is going to have a lot of scoring, okay? So the way and, – and the way that he's being used this year is different. He's playing in the slot more, more routes from the slot, more easy targets, but he's also going to be used downfield, okay? That's – the fact that he's playing in the slot more, that's going to allow him to avoid Xavier and Howard, all game long, okay. So there are things to like here for Mike Williams, right? Um, right. You have Keenan Allen, obviously. You have Austin Eckler. You're going to play them, play these guys, no matter what. I think Mike is a solid wide receiver three with upside. Um, he could have a wide receiver one finish at any point. Um, you start in Justin Herbert. You start in Tua. I think Tua is the top yeah. ten fantasy quarterback, right? Like, like pretty much. 100%. I have him as a, I have it, I have him as a QB eight on the week. Uh, yeah. Let me ask you a question, Zach. Are you playing two over Trevor Lawrence this week? He's going up against the Colts. Um, I'm tempted to, but I think Trevor Lawrence, you know, if he takes the next step, I, I'm excited to see Calvin Ridley play. I think I would go with Trevor Lawrence. I think it would go oh, seven like and it. eight. I think it would That's go exactly seven and what eight. I want to do. Yeah. Because yeah, I think so. I love Tua too. Like I've talked about it a little bit. If you read the newsletter, I put one out yesterday about Tua having top five upside. But I think Tua can be great, but for this week, I mean, the matchup is too perfect for Trevor Lawrence right now. So I'd put him over Tua, but I love Tua also. <laughs> the Colts have nobody at a corner right now. It's really bad yeah. over there. You know, they have nobody. So, but, but, you know, both these quarterbacks are good plays. They both should be in lineups this week. Yeah. If you read the depth chart on the Colts at the corner, like you're not going to recognize. Like it's bad. Four out of the six names. And the top two guys, you're like, you've heard of them, but you couldn't identify them on field. <laughs> like that's the situation you're going into. And it's just gonna be lambs to the slaughter. They're gonna run into a freaking meat grinder, the Jaguars are. Um, not the Colts, they're gonna run into the Jaguars, I should say. But yeah, one hundred percent. I it's close, but I'll go Trevor Lawrence. Now, I know you, I know everyone's starting Calvin Ridley. Okay, likely based on where you drafted him, but the dude yeah. is going to eat there. He eat on Sunday, dude. He's going to eat. Like week one, he's back. He's hungry. Like he wants to 
prove all the haters wrong. Julius Brent, Dallas Flowers, Daryl Baker. Flowers. <laughs> on the outside with Kenny Moore in the slot. Okay, Kirk is going to have his hands full with Moore. You know, I still start. Yeah, I, I like Kenny Moore. Receiver good. three, but really has such a good matchup on the on the perimeter, dude. Like, there's an undrafted second year player in a rookie corner who really is going to be going up against a lot of this game. Okay, it's going to be a long day for these guys. You know, oh, yeah. Uh, and, and if you're in a deep league, you know, Zay Jones, Zay Jones. Okay, don't be surprised <laughs> if he has a good game too. Um, because yeah. he's on the perimeter as well. One thing that changed between last year and this year, by the way, is that Christian Kirk is not on the field in two wide receiver sets. Okay, that's Ridley and Zay. Kirk is basically exclusive to the slot at this point. You know, when uh, you know in eleven personnel uh, in three wide receiver sets. You know, based on what we saw this preseason. Uh, but the, yeah, man, I'm excited to see the Jaguars play. We could see that big game in Week One from Trevor Lawrence. So I'm excited. Um, I know yeah. we're going all over the place. That's the theme of this episode, basically. Yes. Uh, but take it from, <laughs> take it where you want to, bro. Do you want to talk about this Miami uh, game at all anymore? Was there anything, any yeah. other points you wanted to make there? I, I just have a question for you. You know, if you, we've been playing a little bit of this or that, you know, this episode. Yeah, for sure. You said you would like to target if you had to pick between like players at similar rankings, you would pick yeah. the ones in the Chargers Dolphins games. Yes. Mike Williams or DJ Moore? Where would you? Who would you pick? Um, that's a really good one. Like I, <laughs> I actually <laughs> like DJ Moore uh, this week. Uh, you know Joe Barry, you know he's back as defensive coordinator for the Packers, right? Jair Alexander didn't shadow much last year. He basically stuck to his side for the right. most part, and they're going to move DJ Moore around, right? Green Bay gave up the six most fantasy points to perimeter wide receivers last year. Uh, so, you know, if you're wonder, wondering whether to start DJ Moore, I think you can at home, you know, uh, you know, he's at home in Chicago against the Packers. Okay. So I think yeah. this is a spot where I'm kind of happy if I did draft DJ Moore, whether I'm happy about it or not, at least I know in week one, he's in a good spot. Now back to your question. It's tough because DJ Moore is the <laughs> one in Chicago in a good matchup. Um, he's going to get some carries. I think I'm still going with Mike, man. I think I'm still going with Mike, but it's super. No, no. Yeah, <laughs> I think I'm still going with Mike. No, no, no. Let me see where I rank them. That's such a good. That's a good one, man. That's a really good. One. Like off the top of my head, like I did the projections. But let's see where I have right. these guys. Now, I, I'm uh, while you're finding that quick. Yeah, I'm I want to know your answer. My answer. I think I'll go with Mike Williams, and I. Okay. I know. I've been the Mike Williams, a non-Mike Williams guy. You know, I, I'm the Keenan Allen truther, not the Mike Williams guy. I've called Mike Williams a bust for this season. But you look at this matchup against the Dolphins, I think it's going to actually have the fireworks that we missed last year. Mike Williams, yeah. like, he's moving around. Like, if that's true, and he isn't facing the top corner all the time, which is Xavier Howard right now, he can have, you know, if he gets 10, 11 targets, there's no way he doesn't come down with five or six of them, seven, eight even, just somewhere in there. And he's He's going to hit 100 yards if he catches six balls. So I think he's a much safer play. The passing volume, even if it goes up significantly from last year with the Bears, it's just not going to be that much. And I don't think there's going to be a super high-scoring game between the Bears and the Packers. So I would go with Mike Williams. I have Mike Williams at 29 and DJ Moore at 25 uh, for the week. So it looks like I'm going DJ Moore. That's okay. the answer. <laughs> you know, you know my, heart, my heart was saying Mike Williams. 
but yes. I guess my brain earlier this week said DJ Moore. So I'm going to stick with my brain. Some, there's, a, there's a reason. We'll go into that. We'll find there, it. There was, some, there was there's something there. <laughs> something. I don't yeah. know what it is, but it's something. Um, that's crazy because that is pretty close. I came up with it close. and I said it. I was like, whoa, I might be cornering him here. <laughs> no, I think that's a, that was a great question. Um, you know, I think I am starting him over guys like Jordan Addison. Okay, I'm starting yeah. him over guys like Brandon Ayuk, even. Okay, uh, which you know could be controversial. I'm starting over uh, Chris Godwin. All right, Christian Kirk. Uh, you know, a few of these th- those guys. Now he's close with guys like Terry McLaurin. You know, who's a little bit banged up. So I can see if you're shooting for upside, maybe Mike is the way to go. But I like mm. Terry's upside as well in, uh, this week. So, you know, I, I, I do like it. I do like the, I do like Steelers, that question a lot. Steelers 49ers game could be a slugfest. So I don't know like, what's going to happen in that game, man. That's going to be an interesting one to me. You know, the 49ers uh, come out pretty flat usually week one. Yeah. Um, so I mean, yeah, just we'll see what ends up happening. In 2022. <laughs> yeah. And, and Brandon, you know, they're, playing in, they're playing in Pittsburgh, right? So it, it, it's going to be interesting. Now, there were a few matchups that I wanted to talk about. You know, we talked about a few of them already. Um, one of the ones that I was talking about, what I wanted to talk about was the Browns and, you know, Deshaun Watson. We're going get to get to see him, you know, with Amari Cooper, with Elijah Moore, with David Njoku, Donovan Peoples-Jones, you know, good offensive line, Nick Chubb. Is he going to take the next step? Is he going to take that step that we wanted him to take? Basically, it's not even a step forward. It's kind of like a step back to who he was. Yes. That's what we want to see, right? And Elijah Moore was standing out to me a little bit when I was looking at these matchups. He's going to see a lot of Mike Hilton out of the slot, you know, he's a great slot. He's a great nickel corner, you know, when it comes to being versatile, defending the run, that sort of thing. But in coverage, a little bit of a vulnerability. Okay. Yeah. Uh, And the slot was particularly vulnerable to fantasy points last year, especially towards the end of the season. They gave up the second most fantasy points to slot wide receivers over the last eight weeks of the season. Uh, So, you know, with all the hype around Elijah Moore uh, and, and the alleged connection between him and Deshaun, brewing and by the way we did see it in preseason okay beat reporters have been raving about it you know throughout camp so there's something there right and i Mm. can see this connection showing you know what it's going to be all about in week one do you think there's any chance that elijah moore's target share can be somewhat near amari cooper's number one and the number two the point um one a couple of beat reporters have said something interesting which is that Elijah Moore could be used in a Debo Samuel type of role. So I just want to hear hear your thoughts. Yeah, so I think that the target share can be similar. Like, I don't think it's going to be a stratosphere where Amari Cooper's up at like 24, 25, 26, and then all of a sudden Elijah Moore's down at like 17. You know, I, I think we're looking at, it could be a 22 for Cooper and a 19 or 20 for Elijah Moore. And I think so those numbers is this like a similar similar thing to Ayuka Debo. It, it it's similar. So <laughs> you're drawing this comparison, and it's like just putting itself together. It's hilarious. But I think Elijah Moore, he's going to be used the way that we wanted him to be used. You know, in New York. And I know you're an Elijah Moore guy. I, I, you liked him even when he left. It's not like he's we don't I, see the I, talent I, or anything. I loved him. I loved him when he was coming out of school. He was one of my favorite receivers coming out. Yeah, I was super pumped that the Jets drafted him. Like, it, like so, you know, we were going into day two of the NFL draft, 
So yeah. Elijah Moore was up there at the top of the board, near the top of the board. We had an early pick. And, you know, going into the and going into day two, I'm just like, hey, I'm hoping the Jets draft Elijah Moore. And they did. So, yeah. but it didn't work out. <laughs> he, he has the target earning profile to do that. And if Deshaun Watson's clicking with him, I mean, like, Deshaun Watson didn't click so much with Amari Cooper, but I'm at the end of last year, but I'm going to give him a mulligan because it was coming off of a long time away from football. Yeah. We expected it was a small, small sample size too, right? Six games yeah. compared to the big sample size that we had before that, right? Yeah, 100%. And so, <clears throat> um, yeah, Elijah Moore, the target shares could be similar. Debo Samuel role, I'm not sure I'm super excited about that because like, it seems like that's code for we don't really know how to use him, but we're going to use him somehow. You know, <laughs> I want him. I want him to get more work in the receiving game. I don't want it to be a 50-50 split between running and getting targets because if that's the case, then if it's 50-50, he's going. He's not going to be running the ball that much. They have Nick Chubb. Yeah. Then that means he's only getting four or five targets a game, six maybe. Like, I want him to have a legit role in the receiving game. I, he can do that. I think there's a spot for him to do that. They put him in the slot. Excellent. That's what we want to see. I think if 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 he gets five to six targets, let's say he gets six targets a game, and he also gets three to four carries a game, I'll take it. I'd say I'll take it. I think that is a see, yeah a good enough role there where he could be a wide receiver three. Um, there is That's room for upside. Want, yeah. No, 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 no. Like, I, I'm just saying I'll take it. You know what I'm saying? Compa- mm-hmm. I'm, I, of course, I'll take more, <laughs> right? Like, and I think there is room for more. We saw what he did his rookie season, right? The upside was yeah. massive, right? You know, that second half of the year was absolutely insane. Okay, um, so you know, it, it's it's you, you look at that and you're like, all right, well, he has the pedigree, he has the ability to do it. He's a second round receiver, needed a new start, so I'm interested to see what he can do. You know, in this um, good matchup in week one, yeah. It'll be high scoring, but for me, it's just like the way I draft, the way I personally drafted Elijah Moore was not to be satisfied, just satisfied with how he's being used. Like, that's okay. You know, like (laughs) I drafted drafted him for the upside. I drafted him with a purpose for the upside that he could get 80, 90 targets, you know, be a true wide receiver too. Because I think at the end of the day, he's a better receiver than Donovan Peoples-Jones. He's more versatile and he deserves to be the wide receiver too. I think he he deserves to be the second target in this offense, you know, based off of what we've seen so far. It remains to be seen how he plays with the Browns. But if Deshaun Watson's connecting with him, I think there's a good chance that he can do that. And that's what my expectations are raised because of what we've heard this offseason. There are a few wide receivers who have some tough matchups this week. Um, I'll touch on a few of them. Uh, Stephon Diggs and Gabriel Davis against Sauce and DJ Reed. Um it's a tough matchup, right? I have yeah. Stefan Diggs in my top 10 still, but he is my wide receiver 10 on the week. Really, really low. Okay. For Stephon uh, Diggs, but, yeah. uh, but it's just I like a lot of other wide receivers matchups this week, and I don't love his. Um, I think he can still get it done. You know, I can see him getting like 65 yards and a touchdown this week. I can see that on Monday night. Yep. Um, I'll be at the game. Um under the influence for damn sure in that Jets game. <laughs> Jets, Jets home opener. You kidding me? Yeah. You kidding we're me? in their legacy whites. It's going to be sweet. Oh, man, it's going to be so nice. So nice. <laughs> um, and In that same game, Garrett Wilson also, he's probably going to be shadowed by Tredavious White. Uh, I don't care. I'm not fading right. Wilson around a ton. Um, he's going to be lining up all over the place. White hardly 
went into the slot last year. Okay, Devonta Adams could get shadowed by Patrick Sertain as well. That's another situation. Um, we saw we saw Devonte have this matchup last year. He totally sauced that dude. I, I don't yeah. know if that's how you're supposed to say it, but that's I, I heard one young kid say it, and now I'm running with it. He sauced him. Uh, <laughs> DeAndre Hopkins. He might be shadowed by Marshawn Lattimore. Um, this one is an interesting one to me. I'm I'm curious to see how this one's going to play out. I think Hopkins is still going to be fine. The thing with Hopkins is that he's always played in an offense that is is peppering him regardless yeah does ryan Tannehill do that that's the question so you know don't have him ranked too high uh let's see where i have hopkins ranked here um i have him at 22 so i feel like i'm fairly confident in De- deandre hopkins um no actually i actually have a note here to move him down <laughs> yeah no I, I don't think that the titans are a pepper your top receiver environment just the way that they're going to be running the offense. Ryan Tannehill has never been one to just key in on a guy. So I, I'm not trusting DeAndre Hopkins to be like this top performer, especially in a relatively tough matchup. That I would say that's why I drafted Traylon Burks, just to justify it in that draft that we were talking about earlier. <laughs> I'm yeah, not going to yeah. try and justify that. That was, that was just tough. It, it didn't go I'm, I'm not. To. I'm not avoiding DeAndre Hopkins at all this week or anything like that. But no. you know, I'm playing him as like a low-end wide receiver too. You know, that's kind of how I'm playing it. Mm-hmm. You know, and tempering expectations, um, I think, would be a yeah, good way to, yeah, to go about I it. Am. Yeah. I, I think <laughs> I think I have a frog in my throat. I think Can't so. talk. Um, but uh guys, I think that's gonna do it for this episode. We appreciate you guys listening to us. We'll be back on Sunday. Um, I'll be going live, by the way, uh on Sunday morning uh at eleven AM um Eastern time, and I'll be going live for about ninety minutes on Instagram live. So you can catch me there with all your questions. You can catch me on Instagram, you know, comment on the post within the first like 10 minutes. I'll answer your question. Okay. So that's it. Whatever it is. Um, Patreon.com slash upper hand fantasies where I have all my rankings uh, and go check out underdog um, underdog. You can do the NFL season pickums. You know, there, if, if you're, if you're, if you're listening or watching this before Thursday night, you can put in some pickums for the year. Uh, you can 20 X your money. Okay. And if you use the code upper hand, you get your first deposit doubled up to $100. Not only that, guys, not only that, this entire season, Underdog is offering a mystery pick for free, a free square for every single new user, okay, every single week. This week, it happens to be Patrick Mahomes. He, all he needs is one yard. So you can actually combine Patrick Mahomes' one yard on Thursday night with NFL season pick so let's say you think Saquon's going to go over 950 rushing yards this year. You choose Saquon over 950. You choose Patrick Mahomes over one yard on Monday night, over 0.5 yards, I, w- I should say, on Monday night. Um, and then maybe you combine it with another one. Okay, you can 6x your money if you do that. You choose 4, you can 10x. And if you choose 5, you can 20x. Okay, so just wanted to kind of let you guys know that you can combine these pickums however you want. Um, but Thursday night, you can choose those pickums as well. Um, <laughs> this is your last opportunity to do best ball drafts as well, guys. All right, so, um, you know, we're, we're getting close. Okay, so appreciate you guys. Thank you for listening. And uh, we'll be back uh, on Monday morning uh, with the six episodes per week. That's what we're starting that. Um, I'm getting nervous already thinking about it, uh, but we will, we will do it. <laughs> We're going to do it. I can't wait. All right, guys. Take it easy. See you later. Bye-bye.